0: welcome to the i'm so tired podcast where we are so incredibly tired that we fight our depression by talking about random pop culture bullshit for your and our own entertainment my name is islam Dubai, and with me as freaking always the man <laughs> the legend the italian such as himself hugo pinai How are you doing amazing
1: uh no i'm not doing i'm, I'm really tired What
0: about you? I'm fucking tired. I'm so tired, man. Like I can't, (laughs) dude. I can't handle this anymore. (laughs) It's what? It's April. It's been a year and a half with fucking COVID. I, 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 not a year. It feels like ten years. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore.
1: Yeah, it's like over a year at this point. Over a year. A year and one month, I would say, more or less. But it feels like forever. Yeah. It feels like
0: forever, and that's not good. Yeah.
1: I had a. A week-long break from my lessons but they started again today so it was it was painful it so was painful. oh fuck yeah i yeah starting online classes again feels horrible I, I can't wait for them to be over so
0: don't worry if you're tired because i've got something to help you get through your depression this is what we're going to talk <laughs> about today, Hugo. first of all we're going to talk about e3 apparently it's happening this year afterwards yeah What about all this Kojima Xbox talk? Is he going to work for Xbox? Is PlayStation being uh, a cocky, cheeky bastard? And then we're going to (laughs) have the Night City report, episode 2, colon, Revershaw report, because I'm going to talk a bit about (laughs) Disco Elysium instead. Then, of course, as always, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 4. Yeah. Crazy episode. What an ending to that episode, even. Like, what an ending. Yeah. And then... You finally played Devil May Cry Five, so we're gonna hear your thoughts mainly. But I played it as well, and yeah, I still have thoughts. So yeah, that's gonna be the show today. I'll be hosting, and next time if you didn't like my hosting, well, you're gonna enjoy episode five then, because Hugo will be back. And then we're <laughs> gonna and then we're gonna change it back and forth like that. Hugo, E3 is happening this year, and it is. Uh, yeah, so did you say? Oh, E-S- yeah, the ESA has confirmed that E3 ESA, 20- yeah. 2021 is indeed happening and will be an all-virtual event. This means that the show will take place over the internet instead of the LA Convention Center and will run from June 12th through June 15th. The EECA has also confirmed the following companies will be part of E3. So, Nintendo, Microsoft, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Interactive, Warner Bros. Media, and Koch Media. Koch Media?
1: Koch, can, uh, you, can you tell me who's missing there? Sony! Sony's missing, of course, of course, because yeah. uh,
0: they stopped doing.
1: Uh... Which okay, so technically, I think Nintendo and Sony and EA, and I'm not sure if Microsoft as well. Technically, they weren't; their conferences weren't actually part of E3, even in the years prior. Microsoft like were, though. Microsoft right? were, but everybody, maybe I'm not sure, but I know that everybody else definitely their conferences happened around the days of e3 but they weren't technically part of e3 so in that sense you could say that it's kind of surprising that they're that the esa is specifically mentioning nintendo and microsoft and and ea and all those companies because because they actually weren't necessarily at e3 you know officially before but the fact that they are actively participating in e3 and sony isn't is interesting mm. i understand why because i think at this point sony just has decided to be to always do its own thing and like com- completely go by itself and do its own strategy. Um, but it does show kind of a, I, I don't know, I think they, they're a little, they, they don't have the, the, their finger on the pulse of what people want right now as much as they used to at least the uh, last generation, the beginning of last generation. Yeah,
0: and that's like the feeling I have as well, that they're kind of acting like how Microsoft acted last generation with the reveal of the Xbox One, just not as extreme, but still, yeah. like the whole thing. Like they're focusing so much on TVs and movies, for example, like doing the Uncharted oh, yeah. movies, and they're doing the Last of Us TV show, and apparently whatever happened to the Sly Cooper movie that never came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, it seems like they're really doing this whole, like, transmedia mm-hmm. uh, expansion where focusing on the IPs that they have instead of, like, I don't know, experimenting more with games and having fun and actually, like, trying to elevate the medium. Because it seems to me, and I've talked about this before. I've talked about this a lot, actually, that one of my big issues with uh, with Sony right now is the fact that... For me, it seems like they're so focused on the triple A experience that they've, and by triple A experience, I mean the third person camera behind the shoulder, narrative driven game where okay, now we're gonna do some walk and talks, and oh, now the story is gonna pick up, kind of gameplay, Mm -hmm. and at this point, I'm just like, is is this the only thing they're gonna be known for? Because it's I don't know. I don't like it, and I'm annoyed that they don't want to take any more chances, it seems. That's how I read this. Like,
1: this change that's coming. Okay. What do you think, Hugo? So, um, I think that their biggest mistake right now is more in their messaging than anything else. Because I think, yeah, they, they do get have that reputation for only doing that kind of game, but at the same time, like, a month from now, they're rele- releasing Russian Clank. So, it's not like they're not doing games that are a little different. Like, I think Deathloop is a timed uh, PlayStation exclusive. But that's not them, though. So that doesn't. Count. No, it isn't them. and oh, no, I know. But yeah. I don't like the, the thing. Like, yes, but also, you know, they did The Last Guardian, they did Bloodborne. Uh, you know, yes, you know, Horizon. They did The o- Last o- Guardian, Dawn, they did is Blood, Open world.
0: So, it's great that you mentioned those two games because they shut-, yeah. the shut down. shut uh, down some Japan studios, which yeah. did The Last Guardian, which did Bloodborne. I feel like that, for me is. Like the red flag, honestly, because yeah, we mm-hmm. can talk about games like Returnal is a first party yeah. game. that's different. It's it's a roguelike, yeah. still with the third person camera shooting. That's thing, fair. But with, I, with the same it, kind, it look, same
1: kind of... it looks very different from other Sony games, just it gameplay does. wise.
0: It does, and that I agree with. But mm-hmm. when you also list, like, we're basing this on the like the Bloomberg article from Jason Schreier that just came out yeah. today, actually, mm-hmm. and for me, it's like. When you read about the culture that they're building, it doesn't sound like a good culture whatever, how you want to no, <laughs> phrase that. it doesn't. For the, I agree. Because for me, at least, this reads as if that they're trying to create this, like, uh, how should I? I'm, I'm trying to find the right word for it, but it seems to me like they're trying to create this... Um, like th- this machine that just pumps out these like big bloodbuster games. Because like, look at how they, like when you read the article, how they treated the guys from Sony. Bent. Uh, mm-hmm. they did it Days Gone? Days Gone was like the best game of all time. Um uh, It did sell uh, relatively well, though. It like, sold well, yeah. Yeah, it sold well, but they were like, yeah, you're not allowed, You're not gonna make a sequel. You're gonna go work on the fucking what was it? Last of Us remake? Was that? Yeah, then,
1: or-? or or like some something to do with Uncharted. It's yeah. like it wasn't very clear.
0: It wasn't um, clear, but
1: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I certainly think Sony right now is showing some of its tendencies. I think that they're doing a similar thing to what they did at the beginning of the of the PS3 generation. I, I don't think it's quite as bad because I still think there's quite a few very interesting Sony games that are, you know, supposed to come out in the next few years. But um they're certainly being very cocky and confident in, in you know what made them successful this generation um we'll see if it completely works out for them um you know i you know as much as we can criticize them i like a, a lot of their games um you know uh we'll see what happens with kojima we'll talk about that in a second but you know death stranding is another for me example of a great great innovative weird game that they published um But I completely agree that right now, based on a lot of these reports, it seems like what we're going to get from Sony is kind of the stereotypical AAA Sony game. And, you know, people love those. I love those, but I I certainly would love them to to experiment a bit more, to give, you know, interesting studios enough creative freedom to to do what they want to do. We'll see we'll see. I also think again I think there's an element of this that is communication because you know it, it the way they are not com- not communicating what they're actually doing and the way they they feel very distant right now and not uh, they they kind of they don't have a personality in front of you know we you can criticize Xbox all you want and I criticize Xbox uh, a lot sometimes cuz i think they, they should start actually releasing the games that they're promising but having Phil Spencer as a personality definitely gives them a better image to to the general public oh
0: yeah that being right. said
1: we're, like some people now are saying oh now xbox is totally winning the console war let's stop talking about the console war please please let's Hugo, stop talking about Hugo, the console
0: war i knew your father we we, we fought together in the console war <laughs>
1: <laughs> no we need to stop honestly like I I want both companies and both consoles to be successful and innovative and to push each other to make great games that's all I care about Um, you know we'll get into it in a second if Kojima is actually making a game with X- Xbox I'll buy an Xbox Series X to play it that's fine I don't mind uh, as long as somebody's giving Kojima money to do his wild shit I, I don't care
0: Nothing for me because for me, at least, actually, I realized I keep saying for D for me, uh, because <laughs> for D means because in Danish, it's super dumb. <laughs> I need to stop saying for D. Okay, because whenever I say for D, just know I'm saying because. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, because for me, at least, what I'm seeing here is Sony, like, really hammering down like the fact that what worked for them last generation we can't yeah. like disagree like as i just said those games are good though like, yeah. whether you like it or not
1: spider-man is a good game god of War is yeah. a good game the last of us last Part of two us two. Is a good game. great games like they're all games i love yeah but yeah. you know Hopefully that's not all they do.
0: Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, great game. Like I like all of those yeah. games that I mentioned. Okay, yeah, Last of Us Part Two, but I don't want to get into it. Uh, like the story, hate the gameplay. Anyways,
1: um, <laughs> for me, I, I love
0: that game. Yeah, for let's me, not, not talk
1: about it. But I love it. It.
0: no discourse. No discourse. No discourse. No, no discourse. <laughs> um, for, but that's the, the the thing for me. The Atlantis is like I've talked about this before. Uh. If you look like at the PS3, Xbox 360 era, one of the things mm-hmm. that was oversaturated there was uh, how many first-person shooters there were. Like yeah. Sony was just doing first-person shooters at that point, and that's the only thing you were seeing. All. & Clang is an outlier for me, at least, but it seemed like to me, first-person shooters were being becoming the norm, and that was like a, both at Sony and Microsoft. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing the same thing with these third-party games.
1: And Third-person games, I- yeah.
0: Yeah, third person. Sorry, yeah, third person games. And for me, like seeing them shut down, like Japan Studio, for example, that made weird, like that helped make weird shit, like
1: yeah,
0: uh, the Last Guardians and Shadow of the Colossus, Mm -hmm. and helped uh, make Bloodborne for that matter. For me, that's sad because it It seems to me that they're just like focusing on the whole like mainstream consumer, and it's Mm -hmm. gonna sell like hotcakes. I know, but. What about the games that are cool but don't really sell as much? Like, and games that are creative, for example, yeah. Death Stranding. Like, yes. If if they're gonna continue going down this path, we're not gonna see another Death Stranding from Sony, at least. Probably. not. I, I don't think they're, they're they're gonna take that risk. Because it's a huge risk. Like working with Kojima doesn't seem like a risk when you think about it. Because it's it's Kojima. Like he's made some of the most popular games of all time.
1: Yeah, but.
0: Death Stranding was super divisive. IGN yeah, gave it, what was it, a 6 out of 10?
1: Well, and, yeah, and gave, gave it a, s- like a 6.8 or something.
0: And then like, what was it, IGN Italia, I think? <laughs> IGN in Italy was like, no, this is a masterpiece. What are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, they gave him a 10, yeah. Yeah, and like, <laughs> in Europe, people were like, oh, this is a very good game. And in yeah. America, people were like, yeah, this is boring. You're just a postman. No, not enough shooting. <laughs> and people can't connect with each other. And you oppose... This is so unrealistic. And then now we're here. And now we're, we're playing, here, yeah. predict he predicted it. Right.
1: I, okay. Eventually, we have to talk about Death Stranding in depth. I fucking love that game. Oh, yeah. Me too.
0: Yeah, we, We're going to talk
1: about it. So amazing. I hope that gets a PS5 version.
0: I think we should actually move on to the uh, Kojima talk. Yeah. It seems like a natural version. Yes. So, Kojima... Apparently, now these are rumors, right? It's not like something Mm -hmm. concrete set in stones that he's actually been working uh, in talks with uh, Phil Spencer and Microsoft
1: to work with them to make... Publish his next game. To publish his next game.
0: What do you make of that?
1: Um, So, we've talked about this off-camera, but I I initially was quite skeptical of this rumor because I thought, oh, come on, like Kojima, one of the big Japanese... Developers is just going to ignore the Japanese market. Because, um, as we know, Xbox really doesn't have, doesn't really have a market at all in, in Japan. Like I was reading the other day, I think they, they sold just over 100,000 Xbox, one, Xbox Ones in, in the whole of Japan. which is Series basically nothing. Ones? Ones. Yeah. But so yeah. the whole of last generation, 100,000 compared to like 9 million PS4s and like 20 million Switches. So they just really don't have a market over there but then these reports about sony and how its internal culture start coming up and and there was that tweet that we saw from uh from paris who uh, was his surname i can't remember the surname uh, i don't know whatever that, that, that guy you, that you know guy. the guy he, he works with kind of funny and and in other, and other podcasts and yeah, stuff yeah that dude <laughs> yeah and he made a good point that it you know, if Sony is moving away from from risky games that don't necessarily sell as much as a Last of Us or a God of War or a Horizon, maybe it could be true that Kojima is actually seeking financing from Xbox. Because why not? You know, if you know, it. it who else is going to give Kojima the kind of money that he needs to make one of his wild games where Mads Mikkelsen wears like a Christmas hat and sings you a song? You know, <laughs> it, it's like. It, you know, if, if Xbox is willing to give him money, I'm more power to him again. That's that's gonna be the reason why I buy an Xbox Series X, honestly. Yeah. So hell yeah, and for you, it's going to come on PC, so that's yeah, even better. Like it's
0: going to come on PC probably on like Games Pass Day One even, so I don't even Yeah,
1: like honestly, if it's a Kojima
0: game, I might even like just straight up buy it because. Dude, I'm I'm
1: buying a physical copy. I don't give a shit about. Yeah.
0: It. <laughs> yeah, I Probably won't be able to get a physical copy for PC. Like, yeah, like you know, a copy with a code or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. No, for me, it makes total sense. Like if you look at how Xbox is operating, it seems to me and. It seems to me that they're trying to get as diverse a studio catalog as possible and yeah. not just be the dude bro shooter as they're known to mm-hmm. be. Because look look at their portfolio, like originally they had what? Gears of War, Halo, Forza. Now they have, yeah. and now they're having like new versions of all those games coming out. I mean, they <laughs> haven't announced the Gears, but it's coming, let's be honest. Yeah, um, for sure. And they have Fortnite. Halo Infinite's going to come out, inshallah, one day in the future. If it's One day. One yeah. day. <laughs> it's going to come out. Just like a Quang Bethesda, how many different types of games you're getting? Just uh, like mm-hmm. you're getting RPGs now, like mm-hmm. big RPGs. And they used to be known for like having RPGs, Microsoft, because they used to own Bioware. Yeah. That's something people forget. Like, and also, own
1: BioWare and- I think, wasn't it Elder Scrolls exactly. three and four? They released on Xbox first, and then came Elder to PlayStation Elder Scrolls later?
0: three never came to PlayStation. Xbox. Uh, sorry, Elder Scrolls three was an exclusive. Same with like mm. yeah, Jade Empire, which is again um, at Star Wars Republic Public, Bioware yeah. games. It seems to me they're trying to like circle back to what actually worked in the first place, like having a device, uh, a diverse. I keep saying device, diverse catalog of games. Mm-hmm. And that to me is interesting, and that's to me is something I want to see more of. Because uh, yeah, you can do like Sony and just be happy that Japanese developers want to make games for you. Because like again, remember at the Atlas game, like Persona, for example. Persona yeah. Four, or, uh, Four or Persona Five. Okay, mm-hmm. Persona Four just made it to PC. Even like, you know, after, even but...
1: even Final Fantasy. Is Final Fantasy sixteen is a is going to yeah. be a timed exclusive? Yeah, Final time. Fantasy seven remake was a timed, timed exclusive, exclusive.
0: You know. So the Japanese developers still want to like buy into that. It seems like they're still willing yeah. to pay to get these exclusives. They're just mm-hmm. not gonna make them in house anymore. I feel like that's also an important distinction to make. Like you're still sure. gonna get a bunch of cool exclusives over at the PlayStation front. I just wish that. Uh, for me at least. Uh, I feel like having Kojima is the right signal to send to like the Japanese market for Microsoft it is. and say, hey, because Japanese people do are PC gamers as well. There are a lot of PC gamers. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to have these this these games come to PC as well. So I, I think we're gonna see more Japanese stuff come to both Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. And even some niche stuff. And it wouldn't be the first time because I just wanna remind you that the creator of Final Fantasy, Sakaguchi, when he left uh, Square and start his own company. He worked for Microsoft and released JRPGs from the creator of Final Fantasy to Microsoft. Those games, however, turned out to be not so good. But it <laughs> happened. That's the point. It haven't. So it for me, this isn't crazy that Kojima might end up working for them, especially if they're going to have like that the the, the diverse portfolio. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I makes mean, Nintendo so cool. Nintendo has everything. Yeah. Like Mario, Mario himself. Like it's like what you want, like sports game, we have a Mario for that. You like racing, we have a Mario for that. You want Mario strategy, we have a Mario for that. Like that's amazing. <laughs> Fuck all these comedies. Like if if they were a console war, Nintendo won a long time ago.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, um, for sure,
0: with the Switch, for sure. I mean, that being on. said,
1: that being said, of course these are rumors. Yeah. So we'll see how much of it is is going to be true cuz also that there is kind of a thing in in game in the games industry where kind of narratives get get created and yeah. then for months everybody oh that's what's happening that's the truth yeah. and then suddenly sony announces a bunch of cool weird games and and this is all forgotten yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes but okay. certainly i think sony aren't doing themselves any favors by not communicating anything yeah. at all cuz i think the When they brought Kojima on stage, that was a moment. And that was one of the big moments of Last Generations when it was like clear that Sony was like, we're investing in amazing games. This is why you need to own a PlayStation. And, (laughs) you know, I I bought a PlayStation 5 as soon as I could because I really like their exclusives, but I hope they can be as interesting and diverse as they were on PS4 and not just give me more last of us as much as i love the last of us
0: and one last thing just uh i'm kind of circling back to uh the whole like is playstation being cocky yeah yeah Talk about that, which we are like doing um there's also like the whole thing with them shutting down the ps3 and vita stores uh, which also irks yeah me. like talking there is about this well. whole thing that they're doing them shutting down those stores, for me screams that they don't really care about games preservation uh, mm-hmm. there's no wonder like piracy is a thing when you think about it, there's no wonder that people pirate the games and make ROMs and put them online because uh, these, like this this is art like I don't, I don't want to get into the whole oh, video games art discussion like no, it's art, let's move on it's art, there's no discussion, it's, yeah there's no discussion, it's art and for me like having like these pieces of art being un- uh, unaccessible mm-hmm. is, is yeah, is it's just fucked wrong up. yeah, it's wrong and on yeah. the, like, I think the same day or the day after Microsoft announced, oh, the old Xbox games are coming to the cloud service now. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not like the best way to play these games because it's still like cloud gaming, but you can yeah. play old games. But they exist. They exist. Yeah. They acknowledge them. While, mm-hmm. uh, what's this? I forgot the head of PlayStation, one of the heads of PlayStation who said yeah. like, why would anyone want to play old games? Have you seen the old grand Turismo? It's ugly <laughs> by today's standards. like, yeah, that's why I want to
1: play them. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz you want it's, to have that nostalgic experience here. Yeah. Exactly. And also like there's certain old games that they've been gone for so long that people are clamoring for them cuz yeah. like if if Silent Hill came back, like the originals, if they were released, if Metal Gear came back, or, you know, Legacy of Kane, uh, there's a bunch of even Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper is, has a beloved yeah. fan base. So like has a strong exactly. fan base and you, there's no way to play those if you if you don't own a there's PlayStation 3.
0: People, Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why people keep buying those fucking remasters because there's no yeah. way to play these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least like Xbox. It seems to me that the fact that we can play PS4 games on the PS5 is mm-hmm. a r- direct response to smart delivery from Xbox. Because sure, they, yeah. they didn't talk about backwards compatibility at all. And Microsoft well, made like a vocal point from they, the start. Okay.
1: Look, for for PlayStation 5, they did. like PlayStation 5, from the beginning, they always said it's going to be backwards compatible with PS4. The issue there was then that the PlayStation 3 games and before, they actually have to re-release them in order for them to run on the PlayStation 5 because of the different architecture that PS3 had. Um, That being said, they should invest in those games. It's absolutely ridiculous that you can't play Metal Gear Solid 4. It's absolutely ridiculous that you can't play, you know, even... The other Metal Gear games anywhere on a PlayStation platform that isn't PlayStation Three—that's crazy. Um, they should invest in that stuff because the it's reason, the reason it's the I kind still move have that. My... Gives you fans, yeah.
0: Because the reason, the only reason I have a PS3 is because Metal Gear Solid Four. Like, yeah. that's the reason.
1: It's yeah. my Metal I have Gear my Gear PS3 light right here.
0: Yeah, I have my, <laughs> right, Like I, I'm looking at it right now. It's right here. Yeah. It's my Metal Gear machine.
1: Yeah, and the the fact that this
0: that these games because Konami doesn't care anymore. Because Konami, Konami of Easily yeah. ported all of these to current-gen consoles and PC. Easily. But they don't, yeah. they don't give a fuck. Like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Th- these, these companies don't really care about the old games. Like, even though no. people will buy the back. Like, I will buy a, a new middle-game collection.
1: Fuck, yeah. To have them here. I would like buy if it. Like, they, if they did a collection 1 to 4 with, like, remastered graphics and put it out for 70 euros, I'm buying that shit. Oh. And... It's not the best move in terms of consumer friendliness, but it's still better than not having the games at all. Yes, exactly. So,
0: future of uh, PlayStation? Are you are you hopeful? Are you scared? Are you wary? What's
1: I'm I I remain positive yeah. because even look the, even the PlayStation Three generation, which at the beginning they kind of fucked up a bit they still put out a bunch of really cool games. Like, Metal Gear Solid 4 was a PlayStation exclusive. That game is absolutely insane, and I love it. And, you know, the, the Uncharted series, the, the Last of Us, the first Last of Us, when it released, it didn't feel as, you know, right as of now, it feels like, oh, this is kind of tropey, and we've seen this type of game. But at the time, it was, like, an incredible game. Um, so I, I think PlayStation has a talented enough group of developers that, They'll still give me great games and there's a lot of games from them that I'm looking forward to. Please do Bloodborne 2. Um, that being said, I'm certainly less positive than I was at the, you know, when I bought a PlayStation 5 day one a few months ago. Um, I'm so happy that I did. I love the machine and I'm, it, it's going to get a lot of bun- a bunch of amazing games even from third parties, but still, you know. I, I call myself a PlayStation fan, but I think it's it's healthy to be critical of them right now because they're just not being very open and they're not making the right decisions.
0: For me, I agree like with almost everything you just said. Mm-hmm. But for me the messaging just like up to the release of the PS five just irked me in a wrong way. Like it just mm-hmm. felt wrong. Like every time Microsoft was out talking, I was like, this makes sense to me what they're saying. What what these guys are saying doesn't. And I've had
1: like it, that feeling. I mean, don't you remember? I-, I thought that conference that they did where they actually revealed the console and they showed a bunch of trailers for games. I thought that conference was really good for the PlayStation 5, I mean. Where the first time that they showed Horizon 2, the first time that they showed Rift Apart. Um, I thought yeah, that was here's a really Here's what was good my conference.
0: takeaway from that conference. Yeah. I still couldn't understand because I felt like, okay, all of these games, I played the, the, the first ones on my PS4. Like, it didn't feel yeah. like that punch that I needed still like for me like the only game that legitimately impressed me from that conference was Ratchet & Clank because that game mm-hmm. was like oh this is why you need a next gen console like look yeah. at how fast the loading times are we jumping from levels to levels in sequence for me that was like amazing
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the rest I even look at Horizon being like yeah that's more Horizon this this looks like it looks pretty but. I'm not impressed. And it's, it was the same, with like Miles Morales like, this looks cool, but I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. And I can buy these games on a PS4 Pro. Like I don't I have a Pro yeah. version at least, so I don't even need a 5 yet. That being said.
1: Well, and- to be fair though, have you seen any game from anyone who, that, that looks proper next gen that impressed you graphically? Yet? I feel like until, we, until we're a few years into the generation, we're not going to get that. No, and I don't think we got that. it last gen either way, so...
0: We didn't get that, but at least from Microsoft, they kind of showed me, hey, we're trying to, like, by having games pass, first and foremost, by having games pass, by mm-hmm. having, like, value, into like, adding value to you, the consumer. For me, at least, that that's something, like, I gravitate more towards than mm-hmm. what Sony is doing right now with, oh, we have these premium uh, HBO experiences. I'm so, like, I don't know. It's just it doesn't impress me as much as it did back then. Well, right now I'm looking more for like convenience, I guess, if that makes sense. The convenience and looking for that whole like, oh, it's the whole Xbox ecosystem in one box from the original Xbox to now with all these (laughs) old games as well. And that for me, like that matters to me because I enjoy going back and playing old games. Like I buy a lot of old games. Uh, I do it really often.
1: That for me is like, What kind of irked me in the wrong way? That's okay, but then we're talking about two different things, then. Because if we're talking just about next gen, I don't think either company has done much to sell you on, "Oh, this is the game that you have to buy a next gen console." to I agree, because like except for Ratchet and
0: Clank, actually,
1: yeah, Ratchet and Clank is the one, I guess, at this point. Yeah, also, and maybe. Hellblade, but we haven't seen any of the actual game, so who knows? It looks it looks amazing though, to be fair.
0: Um regarding yeah, but just to like like sum up my thoughts, honestly, is I want to still I'm still at the I want to see more from Sony part. I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't seen still why I should own this box. And I'm sure it's like it's it, it is a good machine. I'm not saying it's a bad machine. Like, uh, it's obviously a great console. It like, is. nobody is disagreeing at that point. But until they can, like, uh, sell me, there's two ways they can do that. Either show me that they're willing to diversify and have, like, different uh, cookie games. Yeah. <laughs> or Bloodborne 2. Bloodborne 2. <laughs> Bloodborne 2, like, uh, it's an instant. But I will be one of those people sitting sit all day, like, uh, refreshing home pages until I can get the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can get the console, I mean but <laughs> that or at least for me right now especially because you can't even get the damn thing like you can't even buy the console like in yeah. denmark you want to know how you can buy a ps5 in denmark hugo huh. right now so in denmark we have these uh i'm gonna translate it it's called yatak which means like uh please uh please fa- please and thank you uh or no Yes, thank you, uh, sales. Yes, thank you, sale. basically. It was the direct translations. So the way a lot of stores, when they get the fucking consoles, they will put up a Facebook post and be like, oh, Bilka in Onze uh, has uh, PS5s in stock. You can get this, uh, this sale where you get two controllers and Miles Morales. You just have to write, ja, yes, thank you, <laughs> one, uh, one, yes, thank you, one
1: what the fuck
0: I'm not kidding this country is fucking obsessed with Facebook I don't know why it's like a part of this country I hate it so much I want to delete my Facebook but I can't because it's part of this country now
1: and then you, <laughs> you have to write, yes,
0: yes please and thank you I need one and then to write you. hello Hugo Thank you for ordering a PlayStation. Here's your number. When you go to the Incredible. store, give them this number. And I'm thinking, can't I just go in and pretend to be Hugo and just give them the number? Because it's public. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm Hugo. Here's the number. <laughs> so now, you know, you can't even get the, 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 the PS5 as a normal person. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we'll see. And I mean, let's be honest. If they ever release a slim version, I'm probably going to buy that yeah um, so yeah let's move on we've talked a lot about this part uh, yeah but i have... mean
1: it, 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 it's interesting so yes okay this is gonna
0: <laughs> be a long <laughs> podcast again like we're a half hour in <laughs> and we still that's like okay. okay yeah.
1: it's time for well, we'll... let's oh. let's be quick on on the night city report for what? this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is my segment now welcome to okay, the fair, second episode 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 of the night city report with me, where we're not going to Night City, we're going to the city of <laughs> River Shawl. and say Hugo, I've been Hugo, I've been playing Disco Elysium. Yes, you've watched a bit on stream, haven't you? Well, I've been playing. You've you've I have, yeah, chat. yeah, a bit. This game, and I'm not exaggerating, exaggerating, I can't even say that word.
1: <laughs> exaggerating.
0: Thank you. <laughs> this game is like slowly climbing up into my. This could be like a top five favorite game of all time fuck and i'm not even sure i'm just like i'm constantly thinking about it it's so this game is like written and designed by one dude apparently Uh, it's a very (laughs) small company and it's based off so it takes place in the same universe as this guy's novel so this guy wrote a novel in this universe and the game actually references things from the novel apparently and the novel is getting translated into english he's from amazing finland i believe
1: this is some Yoko Taro
0: yeah, bullshit. Yeah, Latvia. Latvia. It's from Latvia, sorry. So it's a Latvian game, actually. Yeah, it's some Yoko Taro Yeah, it's referencing that. And that book is actually a spinoff from his Dungeons & Dragons campaign. <laughs> so as far as I understand, the game is based on the... Like, it's a spinoff of a book that is a spinoff of a D&D campaign. Good thing you know about wow. DD from the from a podcast here uh, two episodes ago last episode yeah. two episodes ago. So the game itself, what makes the game so interesting is the system. This has the best conversations I've ever experienced in a game ever. Full stop. Like every single RPG has to look at this game and learn from it because the way conversations works is it has a it uses a die system. But Mm -hmm. instead of like a d20, like in D&D, it's two d6s. So just like a six-sided die. And uh, two, like if you roll uh, two sixes, automatic success in every check. But the stats, however, every stat's governed like different things. Like this stat called conceptualization, which is basically how good you are at conceptualizing thing in your mind, for example. You have hand-eye coordination. You have empathy. You have authority you have uh, inside one called encyclopedia one called logic
1: and so it's what, all, all of the stats are about conversation stuff then
0: yeah almost then there's like mm. the physical like hand eye coordination also says like yeah so there are some that that are more about like you being burly or strong and I've read that there is combat in the game I haven't experienced it yet I'm like almost <laughs> I think I'm 20 hours in I have not had a single combat encounter. I don't know if it's because of the way I'm playing the game that I haven't mm-hmm. had a combat encounter, but apparently there is combat in the game. Could
1: be. Um, so apparently it, there are so many different yeah. parts that you probably couldn't play a playthrough that is way more combat-focused.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm already thinking about doing my next one is gonna I'm going to play like a, a physical brawler kind of guy who's like mm. super stupid, but just want to fight his way through everything. And <laughs> the game's like conversation system works is interesting because conversation almost feels like a fight sometimes because you're trying to figure out what the other because the whole game is about you solving this one murder and Mm. at the same time your main character has amnesia he can't even remember his name like the first time he looks in the mirror he's like I don't know who the fuck this guy is why is he so ugly (laughs) (laughs) and that's like how you meet yourself and it's so funny like the game's writing is hilarious I've been laughing out loud multiple times while playing the game yeah and, and the way it works like with conversation is that uh, you have these checks. You have white checks and red checks. Red checks. Red checks, if you fail or if you fail them, you cannot retry them. White checks, you can retry them. But you can only retry them when you put a point in the corresponding thing. For example, there's this one dude I tried to empathize with. Mm. had low empathy. Okay. I, I put a point in empathy. Tried to uh, empathize with him again. Didn't work. Low empathy. Put another point in empathy, try it again. Empathy is now locked. I can't put any more points in it because my psyche, which is like the overstat where it's like a substat, like empathy the substat to psyche is so low, I can't put more points into being empathetic. So that, that story branch is now closed off to me. So this could have been a potential way of me like getting more info. I can't do that anymore. I have to figure out another way of doing it. And sometimes, like, the game game is so open. Like, Mm. there was this part I played on stream uh, two days ago. And I just kept walking. I kept talking to stream, telling them, like, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. I have two options of going about this. I don't want to spoil it. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be as spoiler-free as possible. I have two Ways of doing this. Either I can work with this asshole who I don't trust, or I can help this asshole who I also don't trust because they both seem like horrible people, and I'm gonna give them power if I work with them. And then today, I just realized like I could interact with a certain item I had because that item is like tied to one of those quest lines, and yeah. by interacting with it, because my character had s- so high logic, it just like rolled a- us uh, rolled for me automatically, and it was like, hey, you can also do this. And Mm. just gave me a third option by going through the magic. And the the thing is, this game, when I'm talking, it sounds so complex, right? Mm -hmm. It's not as difficult. Like, people make it seem to be extremely difficult. It's not. It's actually very simple because all you do is walk around and talk. Yeah. You just talk to people. And the game's, uh, what's it called? The log, the journal, is very good. There's just no markers. So whenever you get like a new quest, um, there's, no, there's no exclamation point over people's heads. Yeah. You talk to them and they'll be like, hey, honestly, I'm, I actually have this problem I have to solve. Will you help me? And by help them, helping them, you might unlock like new ways of going about your daily routine. Lastly, art style. Fucking amazing. This game looks... The art style like- is incredible. This game looks like, you talked about how um, it reminded you of this other, like, just an yeah. arcane, like, studios yeah, game. for sure. Which makes sense, since they're also, like, European. It has, like, that European art. art. You know what I'm talking about to say that? Like, I, I like do know what European you're talking about, European yeah. comic booky art. So it has that. It style. yeah. But, like, sure. graphically, the game, like, the character models almost look like PS1 character models. Mm-hmm. but in like I'm playing the game on my mm-hmm. monitor, yeah. so it's like two, yeah. yeah it's high like I'm playing in 2k resolution so it looks super cool still and really, that's like the uh, that's the style I've been waiting for seeing that low poly style being brought up to today's standards for me this game has set the standard for rpg conversations going forward like if 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 people want to be taken seriously with all oh, your choices matter This is the game that they have to look at. Because damn, if it doesn't feel like my choices matter. And also the creator of the game talked about um, the reason why it's only a male character. And he gave like... Because he got interviewed, I think it was game informer. And the interviewer asked him, why can't you choose to be a female character? Since it's an RPG. And he said he would love to. But for him, that would actually require him to rewrite the entire story. Because he says... The fact that your character is a man plays into the story as well. Mm -hmm. Like, sexism is a thing. It's it's not shying away from things. And that's also like a cool thing. It's not not trying to do the RPG tropey thing of, oh, in our universe, we've eliminated sexism and men and women are equal. Which is cool for some games, but in a game like this, that's so story, like heavily story focused. Mm -hmm. You need that edge. You need that edge. You need that. that makes it like so believable because he said yeah we could easily have swapped the avatar and made it made him a female and you could choose by male or female but instead they're like no if we had to add a woman to the game i want to add that additional dialogue and change the game up so it also has that baggage of being a woman with it which i Mm -hmm. think is so cool uh, and like a sincere sincere answer because
1: it's also it's also so kind of drawing on on yeah. neo-noir uh, yeah. detective storytelling yeah. right yes yes yes
0: definitely like you can tell it's super like uh, drawing inspirations from the neo-noir style uh, like you can tell it, like it almost feels cyberpunk-y like the war like it almost mm-hmm. feels like Blade Runner at some points yeah also shout out to uh, this nude who's turning into one of my favorite video game characters of all time <laughs> Kim Kutaraki from the game who was your partner uh, he's like from a, another police department, he's with you. And this guy, I, I legitimately think about what he will think of me when I'm doing my answers And <laughs> and he doesn't get angry, he just gets disappointed, which is even worse. So sometimes I'm like, fuck. <laughs> he's disappointed in me. I don't like that. I love Kim. Kim is the best. He's legit one of the best like uh characters I've seen in a game in a while. So yeah. I'm. Not gonna be updating as much as you're gonna be throughout your adventures and in, in Night City. Yeah. Uh, I just wanna bring this here and when I'm finished with it, I wanna uh, and you're gonna play it. I think you should play it honestly. Uh, and I think you will like it as well.
1: My my only issue is this. Okay, yeah. I have two things. One the controls. Yes. Most of all for me it's the controls. Because on it doesn't look like a game that would be as good to control on console. Yeah, and I don't know what the requirements are for PC. Um,
0: I don't think it's actually. I think the new laptop that
1: you that yeah, because bought... I, I yeah, I, th- I just bought a new laptop. It's I not think... a gaming PC, but it's a decent laptop.
0: I think it could. I think it could run it. It seems like mm. it doesn't have like big. Uh, what's it called? Criteria for so, how like.
1: Yeah, because as long as it doesn't need a a good GPU, it, I could probably run it on that one. Yeah,
0: uh, I'll look into it for you. Because uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, this game definitely uh, if you can yeah. play it on PC or That's Mac. I, I know it's yeah. on Mac as well. If you can play it like a PC or Mac, played there. Uh, also, like I could test out the controls for you. I'm gonna get my Xbox controller tomorrow. So
1: yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah, it looks it it looks very intriguing because I'm I'm also a fan of kind of um, investigative storytelling. And the idea of being just thrown into this world and you have to figure out for yourself how to investigate this crime sounds very cool. Very cool. So I
0: want to talk in depth about the answers and choices. This is like, ah, it feels real. That's the thing. It feels like my choices matter. Oh, Mm. conversation. That was the thing. One last thing. Conversations. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So the game has a time system, actually. So there's a clock going in the corner. Mm -hmm. So... And the way time works is whenever you have a conversation with someone, time moves. Time moves, But when you're running around, time doesn't move. And for me, that's something that games don't really tend to think much about, but time in games is important. Or isn't like it super is. important, but in some games it should be more important. Like Persona does it with time. Like yeah. time is important in the Persona games. But in this game, it's like, okay, I've just had these conversations, now it's two o'clock. I know that at nine o'clock I have to go uh, to this apartment, interview the smoking man. I haven't interviewed him yet. I keep forgetting because I keep going. to sleep. <laughs> I need to remember to go interview the smoking man. I need to go interview him and figure out if like, because his apartment is looking right down at where the, where the murder happened. He knows something. That's I'm sure he knows. Look, look at me. I'm going insane. <laughs> talk to and talk to him. But that's the thing, like how the game actually uses time. Like whenever yeah, you do something, time moves. And the next day, like it seems like the game is going to take, if I had to guess, the game is probably going to be a week long. Because in your right. journal, it says whenever you get a quest, like I'm in Wednesday now. And it says yeah. Wednesday, you got these quests like uh, to do or cases or whatever. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be like a week and then the story's going to end, if I had to guess. So maybe I'm like halfway through. But
1: so is it possible maybe that you don't solve the crime by the end? I think so.
0: I, I legitimately think it's possible that you don't solve the crime. Fuck. And it seems to me, without spoiling, I think you can actually maybe cover up the crime if you agree with the crime. I think that's Damn. going to be an option, honestly. Wow. Based on, because I know right now like who did it. I just need more like proof and stuff, evidence like, yeah. evidence i also need like a motive and all that i kind of know their motive but i need more and there's something else going on as well and like, there's so many like i feel like i feel like charlie and always sunny in philadelphia where he has like the board and he's going that's how i feel like talking about this game um but yeah yeah it seems like the ending can go like and Pretty different uh, variations, um, and I like it. I li- I love it. Honestly, I love it. And every time I feel like I've hit like a wall, mm. I realize something. I realize, oh, wait, that dude said something about this, right? Oh, let's go check. And then conversations happen. And you again move on. And if you don't have anything to do, and you would just need to move the time till the next day, uh, you go to the bookstore, you buy a book, and you just read it because reading makes time go faster. So. Mm. that's a pro tip because it took me a while to figure that thing out that you could just read
1: books to pass time and you were just walking around not knowing what to do i was just walking around talking to
0: people and just like getting every single bit of conversation out of them uh yeah so yeah uh there's like so many more systems like there's even the what is good cup bad cup apocalyptic cup uh sad cup system Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm a sad cop and i realized of, course, I keep, you I of apolog- course you are
1: of course you are you sad fuck
0: because <laughs> i keep apologizing. because i keep apologizing to people <laughs> and the game actually like made me aware of it because kim's like why are you so apologetic to people i'm like i don't know i don't want to bother them was one of the answers <laughs> I, was, I was like being truthful to myself like i don't want to bother these people so I kept apologizing every time. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to intrude on you. Yeah. So he's like this sad alcoholic cop <laughs> who's trying to solve this, but it's so dumb. Oh, and he's a communist as well because I have most points in communism.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah.
0: Ah, what a game. What a game. You should read really, like legitimately, I think if you're interesting in, interested in how video game narratives can like push the medium forward, Oh, this yeah. is the game. Like if you're interested in narrative specifically, this is the game. If you're looking for Rudy and shooty, Mac shooty games, uh, this is not the game for you at no. all. No. I will not recommend this game to anyone who's like more into action. If you're into mm-hmm. narrative, this, this 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 fucking game, man.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I would be down yeah. for it. Again, I we'll see if my my laptop that I'm getting next week can can run it. And yeah. if it can I I should definitely give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What Sounds do? amazing.
0: Speaking of amazing, this episode of uh, the Falcon and <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> wow! Episode four. The whole world is watching. Yeah. Tudo. This starts with a Wakanda flashback. We see. Yeah. We see Bucky. And uh, her, what's her name? Not Okoye. Not not Okoye. She comes up to him, <laughs> and she yeah. starts doing the thing from, the, from Civil War, which is like reading from the book, like logging, homecoming, freight car, all of these like yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. and uh, he just starts crying because he's afraid he's gonna like they didn't fix him and nothing happens and they cro- did and, and his cry turns into a laugh and he just smiles he's like smiling what a way to yeah. open the episode
1: it was a good way because it i think it paid off on the cliffhanger of the last one where we yeah. met the the wakandan warrior for the first time um Third yeah, time. it was like, a this is the it was third a good time start. we've
0: seen her, Hugo. I keep saying, well, we the, the first time War. in the show, we, we in, first time in the show, we've in, in the Black show. Panther as well. <laughs> She's not a new character.
1: <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know yeah, what I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, but kidding. yeah, what, what did you think about um, the episode overall?
0: I feel like this show just mm-hmm. continuously keeps getting better with each episode, and that's how it felt about this one as well. Like, Each episode, I feel like, oh, this is the strongest one. And that's how I feel about this one as well. I feel like this is the strongest episode so far.
1: So for me, the strongest episode is still
0: the second one. Which I understand. Like, if I had to choose another answer, it would be Um, the second one.
1: Because I I think the third and the fourth are kind of slower episodes where... Here's the thing about this episode. Here's the thing. I, I thought this episode kind of repeated itself. Like, it did, a, it did a little story, and then it did another version of the same little story. So they they figure out a way to how to talk to Carly, they talk to her, Captain fake Captain America shows up and fucks everything up, and then they figure an, out another way to talk to Carly, they talk to her, and then fake Captain America fucks everything up again. And yeah. I... And I understand the reason why they did it because mm. they have to have the scene where he finds, you know, the vial of the serum, yeah. And he eventually, we eventually find out that he's injected himself with serum, which apparently now you can just do it and you're fine, and you become Captain America. You don't have to yeah. go through the whole machine. crazy <laughs> yeah. machine thing that yeah. that makes you huge, yeah. um, that makes you swole, Well, as, it as is as the Americans would say. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was like in the forties. Of course, they did it a machine that had to use they the entire a crazy electrical... machine, yeah, dude, but, dude. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm gonna need to stop you right there. Yeah, it's the curse of Eva, it's the curse of Evangelia. Oh, no. Why, to, listen why to me. are you doing this to me? Listen to okay. me, okay. So, in the first Captain America movie, right, they had to use the mm-hmm. entire electrical grid, uh, Jesus from fucking Christ, yeah, to, to save them. It's the same thing in Evangelion uh, where they had to use <laughs> the electrical grid of Japan to power the gun to beat
1: the angel to guns. kill Tamriel. Oh, god. <laughs> Oh my god. Why oh why are you god. doing
0: that? <laughs> it's the curse. You're human. absolute madman.
1: It's the curse. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so again, I get why they do it, but I think it it makes the pacing of this episode specifically feel a bit weird overall. I I really like the the story beats and the conversations that are being had, um, even though they kind of repeat themselves, but it, I I really like them. I just feel like just structurally structurally the episode feels a bit weird. I mm. um, don't know if you know what I mean because the yeah. fact that it repeats the same story again it, it's kind of odd. But that being said, you know, the, especially the second half of the episode when we get to the end is is pretty pretty good stuff for Marvel especially.
0: Yeah. Right. So, the, the whole talk, what do you think about the whole talk about supremacy?
1: that you talk about this episode. I th- you know, the, this this show is sneakily uh, quite smart because um, yeah. because it, it, it's obviously dumb superhero shit, but at the same time they're able to kind of sneak in some interesting commentary. Um, and this idea of people who have a lot of power are inherently tend to to have you know to to go towards supremacy is mm. a very interesting conversation to have. Um, I'm not sure if it makes complete sense in the Marvel universe that they've built because there's a lot of people with power who are fighting for good very yeah. clearly in this in this universe but at the same time from the point of view of Zemo who was somebody who lived in Sokovia it makes total sense that he would feel that way mm. and yeah and I think it's very interesting and and the fact that we have seen Carly do some fucked up shit, even though, you know, her ideals, even Sam says, like, we, we've been saying, oh, we we actually agree with her. Yeah. But Sam himself in this episode said, says, you know, I actually agree with your fight. I just don't agree with the way you're going about it. and Which was you a know, the-
0: great character moment. Because yeah. I felt like a lot of Good people, moment. myself included, kind of jumped the gun even before this show. Like, please? yeah Because, like, oh, now it's going to be some military bullshit with Sam. Oh, yeah. look how much... This is gonna be some uh, propaganda shit. Oh, and the first episode was kind of that as well with him, uh, flying over fucking. Oh, he almost entered another country's line, but he didn't. What a cool soldier! Let's let's (laughs) let's beat the shit out of Batroc the Leaper from uh, what's a soldier? The character that only I remember. (laughs) Let's do that. Yeah, that guy. Uh, That that one guy, guy, the French guy. Let's do that, (laughs) and 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 yet, like. Going into this, like uh, it's it's very critical of America, and I feel like it s- is, especially yeah. having the John Walker character, like the new Captain America, be like, "This is America today, and this yeah. is the shit America does." Uh, yeah, angry, irrational, just like. A dog that's that that isn't on a leash anymore, just like unleashed, and just going about yeah. his goes leg.
1: into and goes into another country and just drops a bomb. Yeah, which is your representative in the show with this guy. Oh, just goes into this country and kills people with his yeah. shield. Like that's not what Captain let's, America let's is keep, supposed to be. Let's
0: keep that the shield part to the end. I really yeah, we'll want to talk about it. Again, that was, like... oh, that, was oh, that was so good. Yeah. So I want to talk about a bit about Mama Dunya, because yeah. Now we, like, in between the, uh, when we recorded the last episode, this episode, we found out that apparently this show had an entire subplot with a biochemical weapon that apparently just, like, swept through the world. And I guess that was originally what happened to Mama Dunya, that she was, like, Mm -hmm. hit with this biochemical weapon. And, like... Apparently they removed all mentions of this weapon because of COVID. Yeah, they they felt like, oh yeah, this right. isn't the time to do a story about a virus killing people. Which that's fair enough. I, like, I'm glad they did that as well. Like yeah. honestly, I would I would have rolled my eyes so hard if they would have. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, uh, nah, no. But
1: yeah, did you see that you see that Michael Bay produced a movie that's about COVID 23 oh, yes, in yes, the yes, future yes, yes. where it has oh. evolved and we're still in lockdown and but you have to fight against the COVID infected? It's yeah, like ah, yeah, dude, come COVID- on. Yeah, what the fuck are you COVID- doing?
0: Because COVID turns you into what was it, like a murderer or something? It's yeah, crazy. Some because <sighs> it attacks the brain and not the, not the lungs. But yeah, like the roof that and you can tell that like, because I was watching with Joe and Joe was like who is this Ma- Mamma person?
1: Yeah, it, like,
0: it, it is a bit weird. And then I explained like, yeah, the about She was like her mentor or something, but
1: yeah, you can
0: think... you can definitely tell there's something missing there with the because yes. she feels way more important than she than, than she actually is. But,
1: like, yeah, I think they gave her importance enough as just a symbol. She was kind of, I guess, she was some community leader within this refugee group. And, you know, Carly was a young woman and she was a mentor figure for yeah. her. And, you know, that, I think that's the idea. But I agree that it feels like, oh, we are really talking about this Mama Donya lady yeah. that we haven't, we've only seen her in a hospital bed dying. Yeah, because
0: so, I agree with yeah. you that, yeah, we have given her like enough uh, like dialogue and exposition to to like explain mm-hmm. why she's important, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. There's something missing though. Like, there's a little piece of the puzzle that's kind of missing in that storyline, which is like yeah. unfortunate. But like, when with, when yeah. you think about the circumstances, <laughs> it's okay. It's fair. It's fair. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm going through the notes here. Let's see. So we have this. Uh. The. Uh, we have the cemetery scene. Let's talk about that first. With uh, yes, Carly and uh, yeah, one of her.
1: I uh, want oh, almost one a of her uh, friends. Friends. One <laughs> of her friends, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Miranda they, they kind of she gets it's interesting cuz the whole show is kind of about what it means to be Captain America yeah. and what Captain America is supposed to be versus what he might end up being and it's interesting that they have this conversation with with her friend uh, saying uh, actually uh, you remind me of Steve Rogers much yeah. more than that and to her that's kind of she she kind of takes offense to it because she's like yeah. oh uh, but i yeah but i don't want to be that symbol of america because i don't want that but it's quite interesting that the show is is kind of engaging on on what captain america should be versus mm. what he is in the current situation it's yeah a good scene
0: yeah it's a very good scene Especially because he talks about like hey uh, my father was in the resistance and fought the nazis yeah like uh, his girlfriend might have met steve because we know steve like fought throughout europe in that one montage yeah. scene in the first captain America yes <laughs> fucking amazing where they're like eh, fuck that action let's just do a montage
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i, mean, I love it oh, and movie. then they fought and then they fought nazis for uh, three months so
0: yeah I mean... yeah <laughs> like and then we fought nazis for three months exactly <laughs> and they're kind of like i want to like uh, i'm gonna sound like that uh uh, crazy MCU fans with his connections everywhere. That's not what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. it makes but my point is like it would make sense. Like, if his uh, grandfather met or saw him fight and yeah. was inspired by it, even if he didn't see him, like he's yeah. like an important historical figure for them. Like, that's he's a symbol. And um, going through that, they keep talking about like, okay, speaking of symbols, like the shield and the meaning of what the symbols is. And Kali actually says during that scene, um. If I had the shield, I would destroy it, which yeah. is funny because that's the same thing Sam said in the last episode. Yeah. It, I should have just destroyed the damn thing because everybody yeah. is going fucking insane over the symbol. And it's as if like the whole world, except for Bucky, like Bucky is the only one who figured it out. Like the whole world is, except for Bucky, it's like it's the man behind the shield that's important. The shield doesn't actually matter, which we saw in this episode that the shield doesn't matter oh, yeah. at all. Like it's just a shield it's the it person is. behind it's it. a weapon it's yeah. a tool okay
1: yeah. so then we have Why? the first the first meeting between kali and and and, and sam cuz like Z- they go to the refugee camp and zemo kind of manages to kind of i think he sells he gives candy to children to In order for the children to help him figure <laughs> oh out where this funeral him. is.: I love him so much <laughs> it's, just, and it's like so perfect. Everything he does is kind of creepy, but at the same time he comes off kind of sweet because yeah. like to these kids he just gave them some nice candy yeah. and like just to tell him where this place is and so yeah. but it turns out that uh, John Walker and, and Battlestar or whatever his name is Lamar Lamar yeah, Lamar, Lamar. Yeah, yeah, now I remember. Um, have followed them. So they actually all go together to this funeral place. And Sam manages to convince them to let, let them talk to Carly. And they have this conversation. And this, I think, is where the show is 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 really good. Because we have, our, for all intents and purposes, one of our two protagonists mm. and the main antagonist just having a conversation and empathizing with each other, which I, I think is something that Marvel quite often misses. Yeah. It was yeah. a great scene,
0: because like the last time we've seen that scene, Black Panther, mm-hmm.
1: Black Panther, yeah, yeah.
0: Because we don't see that typically. We do just sit down and have a conversation about like who they are, what and, they believe, like, yeah, what they believe, exactly, why they're doing what, what...
1: they're doing, yeah. And, then... and yeah, and I think it makes it it makes her motivation motivations make even more sense, and, and as an audience member, you care about them even more. Because yeah. your protagonists kind of agree with her, uh, even though they don't agree with her meto- methods, which we don't either. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's a very good dynamic that they're building. But then, of course, you know, the, the, the American jock has to come in and fuck shit up.
0: Um, what is his fucking problem? I don't get it. So annoyed at him at this episode. Like I've been yeah. annoyed with him throughout this, this episode. I, I was like, oh, if I could just reach into the screen and just punch you, I would do it. He's so annoying. Like he's just sitting there fidgeting. Like he can't take it. He's like, we have to do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. And when you think about it, it makes sense actually why he's like fidgeting. Why he's like, Sam's gotta die. Like he's afraid Sam's gonna die because he talks with Lamar after after he goes there, he fucks shit up, they run, whatever, exit sequence. (laughs) Then they talk. um, him and Lamar, he's like, if I had the super soldier serum in Afghanistan, we could have saved those that we tried to save. And he talks about like he felt like we didn't do good enough. Af- he even says that himself, like he didn't feel like he did good in Afghanistan. He's like, yeah. I could do good here. Like this is the first time I'm feeling like a good person, which is hilarious when you think about what he's gonna do afterwards.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, like, like he can this, there is a part of him that wants to be a good person, wants to be good, but mm. nobody fucking respects this guy. Yeah. So he finds the vial. Like, yeah, he finds the finds secret. the
1: vial and. Uh, then we get the scene after where Carly calls Sam's sister Sarah, or Sarah, or whatever you want to pronounce it in American, and kind of, kind of through her manages to set up another appointment with Sam, and she wants again to try to talk to him and empathize, but again, once again, John Walker, uh, as I said before, the show kind of repeats itself here. John Walker shows up again and starts fucking shit up, but. We see right away that he's not as uh, as weak as he was before because yeah. it turns out he did take the serum. And I, I, oh, we also missed in between. We also yeah. saw one a fight scene with with the Wakandan warriors who absolutely right. kick ass great, a great like, scene. yeah every
0: fight scene with like the Do- dora milaji is so yeah, cool it's great especially how they take like because you notice they're wearing like the metal uh rings around their necks and then you realize they use them for like to make the <laughs> make the spear spin around their necks and it's like yeah. oh this is so cool
1: yeah
0: everything about the dora Milaje is cool man. i just it's love fantastic. them as a concept mm-hmm. and they just like beat the shit out of it. and then she's like it was so cool which uh, is when one of the warriors just like uh, just grabs yeah, the shield the, yeah just the, the kick, kick
1: of the shield and grabs and it grabs the way it. Steve did yeah, yeah. And amazing it's like,
0: like this guy he doesn't like John Walker doesn't get any respect from anybody and this, yeah. like he, he really thought that he was going to pick up the shield and everybody's going to respect him like he doesn't understand like Steve had to work for that respect that's the yeah. whole point of the First cats Captain America movie nobody that's... respected Steve either they were like look at this dumb idiot coming here talking about and oh, I think
1: that's <laughs> I think that's the what they're going for, because he yeah. thinks he deserves respect because he's Captain America. Yes. And the metaphor is, you know, the the American military thinks it deserves respect because it's fighting for, you know, protecting the world and that kind of stuff. But, you know, if, if you're from another country, m- most often you'll think, well, yeah, but some of the stuff that you guys do... Maybe isn't uh, deserving of of respect, and so respect should be earned and not just given because you represent a symbol. You know, representing a symbol it doesn't mean anything if you don't act accordingly. Um, And yeah, so we see this other scene where he where he gets beat up, and so he eventually decides to get the sip to to actually inject himself with the serum, and we get this last fight scene with the flag smashers where one of them just straight up punches Lamar or Battlestar, like, yeah. against the... Oh, is Is it Carly? No, I yeah. don't think it is Carly that punches him.
0: Yeah. yeah, she's she's coming in with the knife to kill uh, to kill Jot, and, yeah. and then Lamar jumps to protect him, and she punches
1: him. Mm. I think it was... Her, oh, yeah. Right? I don't... I'm confused because I, I thought it was one of her friends. I think the, the action scene is quite frantic, but anyway, one of them. It could be. It could be Carly. I'm not sure. I think it was. It was the one with the long hair, the 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 guy with the long hair. But I'm not sure. But anyway, he gets punched against a column and and dies, or at least you know it it seems like he did. But oh, he's dead. He's 100%. he seems very dead. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, John Walker just loses it completely and he starts following one of the uh the flag smashers. And and I think another interesting thing that they do in these fight scenes is that we see how Bucky and John Walker with the serum are much stronger than the flag smashers. Cause the flag smashers are just a bunch of kids that yeah. got the serum and are using it for to for their own, you know, uh mission or whatever they're trying to do. But they're not actually trained soldiers. So obviously the, the, the guy who's already a trained soldier who also has the serum is is going to beat the shit out of them. And he follows one of them and he he you know we get this horrible scene where he just pins him down and just murders him yeah. with the shield. And like for Marvel and on Disney Plus, it's quite yeah. bloody as well. Yeah.
0: Cause when he like started chasing after him, uh Jill yeah. was like watching the show with me. She was like He's running into the public right now. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. And people are standing there with the smartphones, and he just goes to town on this dude. And then grabs the shield and just, like, shoves it down on his neck. And you can tell, like, they were pushing the rating as far as they could with this. Mm -hmm. Because the blood splatter, like, there's blood all over. And then he stands up, and he's holding the shield, and it's just smeared in blood. We've yeah. never seen the shield look like this. Like, that shield went from being, like, this honorable, like, symbol of hope to be something scary. Like, that shield looks scary there. It's like, this Hell is yeah. a murder weapon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For me, that, that shot there is, like, one of the coolest things the MCU has ever done. That shot. That's yeah. Doing that's something like that is bold. Like you said, especially for the MCU. Because, like, Marvel comics are way more violent than this. Like, Marvel comics are super yeah. violent. But for MCU, toned down because it's actors and it's TV and it's movies. Mm-hmm. This is taking it to like its extreme as much as you could. And I, I loved it. Like I hated it, of course. I hated yeah. what happened, but I loved the scene because it-, it actually got a reaction out of me, which is something I didn't expect to get from like these MCU <laughs> shows. But with one division and now this. Like yeah. they're actually doing some interesting shit with this. That's that's for me. That's like okay, I'm back in because I was like, after Endgame. I was like, hmm, I don't, I, I don't see yeah. how they're gonna do any, any more cool. Like have done it, and how they're doing this shit. It's like, oh, this is actually interesting.
1: What it is? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's that's the thing that we kept going back to, right? both with Wonder and this, it's surprisingly good. Like I did not mm-hmm. expect it to be this good, but it is. Yeah.
1: I and... thought it, I thought it would be way more generic.
0: Yeah, right. Like, oh, now we yeah. gotta go defeat this villain, and oh, yeah. now we defeated this villain. What happens now? For me, also
1: like. Okay, now, okay, now let's talk about the important stuff. How are they bringing in the X Men in this show? Okay, here's the thing. I think the <laughs> think about
0: the power broker, right? I need him. He's a, he's from Sokovia. And Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, right? He, they were, like, adopted by the Sokoviet family, and then he left <laughs> uh, and he left because he's a can, can you please
1: Can you please can you please explain that we're joking and we're making fun of Marvel fans? We're making fun of Marvel fans. Okay. Marvel isn't able to do anything. Is not going to be able to do anything without Marvel fans saying, oh, this might be how they're bringing in the X-Men. Ah! Oh. Uh, and it's like it, just just enjoy the show like, please yeah. enjoy a story for a story it doesn't have to tie into everything else it doesn't have to set up everything else it just, and it's
0: just ugh, so come like it's not just Marvel fans like if you look at how people oh yeah start it's just
1: watching things nowadays yeah. it's
0: that thing where it it's it's, it's fandom it's fucking it's JJ Abrams is what it's it's mystery box <laughs> that's what it is like it's it's the same problem like the force awakens is meant to be watched like that though like he intentionally yeah. made it so you think mm-hmm. oh who's That's that it was the... it's made like that but i think the problem is like that type of storytelling is just seeping into everything else it's game of thrones all over again it's westworld all mm-hmm. over again it's the, the type of storytelling where people forget what the story is actually about and instead just focusing on this trivial oh i figured it out it's like yeah what did you figure out? To... That Wolverine was gonna show up? They're not gonna introduce Wolverine in a TV show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Wolverine. You don't do that. Are you absolutely? Oh, I thought Reed Richards was gonna show. up. Do you think they're gonna introduce the fucking Fantastic Four in a TV show?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. In the I just first got... TV show. In
0: the first TV show, are you absolutely? Are you deranged? Like it's come on. <laughs> They're gonna introduce yeah, and- the Fantastic Four in the Fantastic Four movie that they've already mm-hmm. announced that they're doing with the director of the Home trilogy, for like the Spider-Man yeah. Home trilogy.
1: My my thing is <laughs> sorry, it's <laughs> not it's not Marvel fans. It's just fandom in general yeah. that yeah. I think tends to focus on plot and kind of mechanics if that makes sense yeah yeah. like plot mechanics and how stories set up each other and how they lead into the sequel more than the story itself and i think marvel to some extent can be seen as guilty of this at times that there have been movies there have been quite a few movies in marvel that are just kind of there and it's like oh this is kind of really exists only to set up this other movie that they're doing and you know Age, it, of, kind Ultra, of, Age of Ultra culture. was a setup to like eight movies, it felt like. Watching yeah, Age of exactly. Ultron. It was and like, oh, this is a I setup. I think <laughs> while while the MCU to some extent has, yeah. has started moving away from that, and they're doing more individual movies, and then maybe you know, the after credit scenes it do the setup. Um I think the fandom hasn't moved past that. Yeah. And and a lot of fans are look are watching everything like that right now. I think mm. that they're, they're just focusing on plot and mechanics, and and they kind of gloss over what the individual story is actually about. Because um, and it it is quite, it is quite annoying.
0: Yeah, and legitimately though, yes, Marvel is guilty of this. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Like they've they've created the situation that they're in. That mm-hmm. being said, the reason why Marvel, the Marvel cinematic universe works and the reason why so many um, non-traditional nerds or whatever you want to call it like casual viewers, let's mm-hmm. call it that, casual viewers yeah. still gravitate towards Marvel is the fact that the stories are still pretty self-contained. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes it references Captain America movies, it references Avengers movies, it references Black Panther it references and so yeah. many stuff you don't have to watch that in order to understand what this show is about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like if you know who Captain America is fine, that's all you need to know you can watch yeah. this show the Vision you don't need to have watched uh, I, also every every person on earth has watched infinite wall and endgame that's all the yeah. context you need honestly for these shows yeah all these things are self-contained and that's why it works and i don't know why people want them to be not self-contained and be this, I don't
1: know
0: either be this thing where yeah. it just like sets up 30 different shows. Because One Division does set up shows. It sets up the Secret Invasion show that we're going to get with mm-hmm. uh, Nick Fury and the Skrulls. Uh, yeah. And it sets up uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because now yeah. Scarlet Witch is ready to join that movie. It does do setups. They're just not so explicit as people want them to be. It's not a, oh, now uh, the Power Pack are going to show up. Hugo, are you ready for the Power Pack movie? I'm sure as hell not ready for the power pack movie. Nobody wants I, power I pack. don't even
1: I don't even know what that is. Be thankful so... for
0: it. Like, it's, it's just like a dumb superhero team from Marvel that nobody knows about. It's kind of the joke. It's like, oh, it's the power <laughs> pack. <laughs> just watch the show Yeah. and watch the show for what it's about. For this show for me, it's about like um it's about America. Like it's about uh mm-hmm. America, the heart of America, what America is today. It's about America yeah. being racist. It's about America being this aggressive military force. Mm-hmm. And it's about America and, and people outside of America even trying yeah. to figure out like, okay, what is the sim- what does the symbol mean? Because this reminds yeah, me of something about... my, my mom once and... told me, actually. My mom once told me like, America in the 40s, and I feel like America as a concept is a fantastic country. Think about it. Mm-hmm. The land of the free, you can be whatever you want to be. You're the ones who stopped the Nazis, like of course, with the help of the Russians. Let's never forget that the Soviet Union was part of that. Yeah, but still, they were part <laughs> yeah. of all of that. And then America turned to something. Then what? Then what? Well,
1: because America... I think that uh, the issue. I'm there talking is about America as in...
0: a concept, of course. Like there's yeah, yeah, yeah. always but had, like, like it had, they had slaves and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um... racism and.
1: Yeah. But my point still the
0: stands. Like America is a concept, as a symbol. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yes, for sure. Than, yeah. And it's also like just more generally about power and how power affects people and how good intentions can yeah. can are not enough and if you don't follow through and use your power for not doing good. Um,
0: no, no this so, yeah, show is about a... this show is about middle arm go <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> jesus christ um yeah i'm enjoying it a lot i hope they stick a landing as i say every week because as we know third acts is usually the worst part of marvel movies yeah uh i'm dreading the last episode honestly i'm dreading last episode yeah because we know they're gonna go fight uh, john walker yeah yeah. But which I, I mean, they're setting it up well. Though I'm interested yeah, yeah, in yeah. that fight, and I'm yeah. interested in I'll, seeing what's going, going to happen board. to the symbol. Like, and also the fights here
0: way better than what we saw in One Division because it's humans yeah. fighting, and yeah. some of them are super soldiers. But still, like you can follow them. Mm-hmm. Like again, I felt like the first uh, action sequence in the show where he, where Sam's flying around fighting Batrop, fantastic. Yeah, uh, the Dora Milaje fighting uh, against John Walker, and then bucky and uh, mm-hmm. bucky and sam great stuff. great scene yeah uh, the small fight scene by the end here i liked it like the fight scenes yeah. here work because it's so grounded and mm-hmm. it's not uh wanda throwing red balls red at, balls
1: yeah at fucking agatha <laughs> although again i will say and i'll say it every time i talk about the mcu yeah. um just just do an interesting setting for a fight once in a while. Yes. Like I agree. even this even this is just oh it's some abandoned warehouse. It's like a harbor with uh, with containers. Oh, I or, agree. I it's always broad daylight and it looks gray. It's like ugh, just yeah. give me some interesting visuals to go with the cuz like good choreography but also give me some interesting visuals cuz like look at John Wick. John Wick is the best at choreography and say, and scenes, just fight scenes and, and action scenes right now, and all of it is like super neon lit and and there's or it's raining or like give me but some this scenario is also
0: us. We two, we two are, the, are the guys that go. Um, <laughs> wow! Look at these cool neon
1: lights. Yes, please and give me
0: the neon lights. Here you go. Speaking of anything. neon lights,
1: we should. Speaking of up. neon lights, Do you know what also yeah, has sure.
0: neon lights? The game we played <laughs> yeah. this week. The Little Cry Five yeah. Special Edition. Now I've played Belgium Cry edition. Five. You played the Special Edition.
1: Yes. Hugo, With you wanted to talk about to the to power make this of thing. the PS5.
0: Yeah, you wanted to make this like the main topic of the show. And honestly, we should figure out a better way of structuring this show because we've been going out for one hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> and now we made it <laughs> to the fine. main topic. We should find out already. Here.
1: Maybe well, we're just we're just gonna change. We're just gonna change the name of the episode and say, "Oh, we talked about a bunch of shit this week." So uh, <laughs> deal with that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. It was my first Devil May Cry game that I finished because I, I have played a bit of Devil May Cry Four. I have played a bit of, of DMC Devil May Cry, um, but it's the it, this one's the first one that I've actually played all the way through and yeah i had a great time at this game i uh, initially i was a bit tentative cuz like i'm i do i have played a lot of like these kinds of action games and i'm also really into the the souls games and those kinds of games that are combat focused yes have you
0: played bayonetta
1: of course i've played okay. bayonetta 1 and 2 and i've played you know i've played all the god of war games um so i've played the so- like a lot of combat third person combat focused games and Initially my issue with May Cry was I'm not used to this type of game without a dedicated dodge mechanic. Mm. And the dodge mechanics in this game's in this game are there but they're quite intricate like you have to press R1 and X and then a lot of attacks you have to jump to avoid them anyway and that's really not the main point of the game. Like the main yeah. point of the game is to do combos that are so good that you that the enemies don't even have time to attack you really. Yeah.
0: You don't um, get hit at all.
1: And exactly, you really want to you,
0: overpower the enemy to the point yeah. where they just can't overpower you. Yes. Yeah. And
1: once I figured that out, I I think I started having a lot of fun with the game because it's so smooth. Like the combat is so fucking amazing. And you know, the, the with thanks to the power of the PS5, uh, the special edition is I I played this at 4K 60fps and it feels so good. So good to play. Yeah, um, shout
0: out to the RE engine, by the way. Um, yes, I was going to say that. Fucking engine. The RE just, engine is one of the best engines that and just like are using a quick, right now. Like a, a quick side note, like uh, Monster Hunter World also runs on the RE engine. Hmm. And uh, the new Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch also runs on the RE engine. And that game yeah. runs on a locked 30 FPS on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And have you seen how that game like, It looks great. Yeah.
1: It RE looks amazing, engine, yeah.
0: I don't understand how the wizards at Camp Cup did this, but
1: because also all of these are wildly different types of games. Like Resident Evil Seven and Eight are first-person horror, for, like uh, survival horror games. Then you get Resident Evil Two uh, over the cam- behind, like over the shoulder camera. Then you get this, which is like a stylish action game that's supposed to run at, at very high frame rates. Yeah. Then you get Monster Hunter, which is a completely different style of game. Like the fact that they're able to use this same engine for so many different things yeah. means that they just built something fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I want to speak about that engine for a bit because I know you want to talk about like we talk about cool neon and cool jackets. You wrote cool jackets in the document. I wanted to ask you why yeah. first. Did you just think they had cool jackets? The characters?
1: Because hell yeah, like the the game. Okay, talking about let's talk about the aesthetics of the game for a second. Okay. Um. I think the game looks brilliant. The character models are amazing. The enemies as well, the level of detail that they have are brilliant. The the aesthetic itself like mm. the art style for all the weapons and you know the, the you know even just the van that Nico drives in and and the jackets. I love the She's funny. Yeah. It all looks so so good. But then I think the actual aesthetic of the levels that you're in is yes. kind of boring. Yes.
0: Because it's mostly like, like gray, weird Aquilov tree or whatever it's called. It's yeah. mostly that, and it's like, just not and, pretty to look at.
1: It's either it's either like broken city streets, or this like hell kind of hellish thing. But it's yeah. all like purple and and pink and and red, and it's not very clear what it's supposed to be. You're kind of walking on this thing that's supposed to, like this demon flower that's sprouting through the ground, and I think that's. Honestly I think that's the weakest part of the game just the the way the environments look they're kind of a bit boring and repetitive yeah um but it, again it doesn't really matter because the point of the game is how incredible the combat is uh yeah and of course in this game you play as three different characters Oh, um, wait, wait, and wait.
0: the reason why as for the jackets uh oh before sorry yeah so the jackets and basically every single item in this game has is created in real life and then yeah. digitally scanned those jackets yeah. the original jackets exist and they actually sold them after they made the game like you can get Dante and Nero's jackets and mm-hmm. they went for like what was it $10,000 or some like insane of course. <laughs>
1: amount of money Amazing. and it's like
0: it's the jacket from the game
1: yeah Sorry, yeah, because they actually to, yeah. they actually scan the real life object and put it into the game. And right? the
0: models, That's like the fidget. face, like it's the yeah. uh, face models that they've scanned, mm-hmm. uh, which they also did for Resident Evil Seven, uh, Resident mm-hmm. Evil Village, and uh, Resident Evil Remakes, like Two and Three. It's like actual models that they've scanned into the game, uh, which is cool stuff. Like I really like it when they when they do it like they were like human scanning. Uh, yeah, it just looks so cool. It looks better, uh, yep. and it looks better. And it's, this yeah, engine and is
1: specifically made for like scanning stuff in, I guess, because mm-hmm. yeah, it just works. Yes, and I think it, it is the same thing that they did with Death Stranding, which we talked about before, yes. and it's the reason why, again, even those character models are some of the best of the generation for sure.
0: And we talking um, about like uh, like Horizon even earlier. We mentioned Horizon. We mentioned Spider-Man. All these characters like have actual face models now. Yeah, uh, which is like a cool way of doing like this more photorealistic human look yeah thingy however Mm -hmm. the re engine is like the closest thing i've seen to what i would like to call photorealistic it's not photorealistic but
1: for for human characters yeah human
0: characters like this engine just it's magic and -hmm. the games just run so well of course like this isn't an open world rpg so it's of course it's gonna run well regardless but still Mm -hmm. like the games run well sorry
1: yeah and the to special the edition character. specifically yeah. is incredibly, incredibly rock solid 60 FPS.
0: Unless you turn like on ray tracing. It feels amazing.
1: <laughs> no, well, even if you turn on ray tracing, the frame rate is stable. Yeah. But it, because you have to lower the resolution to 180p, it looks a bit weird. Like, because you get used to the 4K 60, and then the ray tracing at 180 is still, it doesn't look as good as the the 4k version and i think it's just a case of the playstation not having the best ray tracing technology because i'm sure on pc you would want to turn on the ray tracing it's
0: running on amd's like graphics card like yeah i know at least uh, just like a quick side note that amd is gonna release super resolution which is their take on dlss and it's gonna come to consoles as well like they said they want them on Every single AMD thing is gonna have that, like new AMD stuff, mm-hmm. including the consoles. So, if developers want to, they could go back and update the game, and then you will be able to run it at four K sixty with uh, ray tracing. With ray available. tracing,
1: yeah, that'd be cool. Well, we'll see so, how their like take is gonna be. if It's gonna be the same, yeah. As but regardless of that, the yeah. game, you know, I think it's it's the best looking game I've played on PS five so far. Well, Demon Souls looks really great, but. Yeah it also doesn't have, doesn't really have like character models and face animations mm. and that kind of stuff so in terms of just character models and face animations this is the best game that i've played on on ps5 so far at least um let's get into the gameplay cuz what Did this you want game to does talk about the characters the characters yeah but yeah. like i i think I you kind know, of have to talk story... gameplay. If you
0: have to, call, to call, Yeah, talk like
1: we like. can talk about the story, but the story—I I messaged you multiple times <laughs> saying, "What the fuck <laughs> is happening?" I don't like. I don't get any of this, and the thing about the story is, there's a like kind of a twist at some point yeah. where That's just you find. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah,
0: who gives a shit? We're gonna spoil the
1: game. There's two. There's three characters in the game. Yeah, three characters you play as. You play as Nero, who's the protagonist of Devil May Cry Four. Yeah, right. And then you play as Dante, obviously the protagonist of the first three Devil May Cry games, and you also play as this character V, who's just like edgier Kylo Ren, um, (laughs) who (laughs) who reads who reads poetry and has black tattoos and yeah, whatever. And they all have different gameplay styles, which which we'll get to, but. Story-wise, you you kind of you're told, oh, there's this giant tree that's sprouting from the ground, and this this demon is doing it. Uh, just go destroy it. Yeah. And that's the story. That's all yeah. you get. Yeah. But within that, there's so much like there's so many characters that just kind of are there, and like, you don't know who they are. Like there's a like lady especially V. Lady. <laughs> there's a lady called Lady, because of course. Then there's Trish, but you yeah. know, I, that I can understand. They're, they're characters from the previous games. So yes. I haven't played the previous games. So it's fair that I don't know much about them. But V is one of the three protagonists. And there's no, he doesn't get an introduction at all until no. like 10 hours into the game. And he's just there. And you're just, oh, uh, I guess we're fighting together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And nobody That's questions
1: it. this dude who yeah. has what is it a black like a demon
0: panther a demon hawk and he can turn into then he yeah. gets white hair and goes super saiyan mode and yeah. gets a big golden thing and golem, nobody, yeah. and nobody just yeah.
1: any sure. questions. We'll like together
0: he's like he's on our side it's good it's all yeah, good
1: sure <laughs> but so and then you find out that he was like the human part of Virgil who's Dante's brother and. He wanted to eliminate his human part because his demon part was stronger, and he could finally be strong enough to defeat Dante once and for all. It, yeah. it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it, then it's you kind of just
0: that. The... that Euryzim, the demon that you fight in the beginning yeah. and the end of the game, is actually Virgil all along. Yeah,
1: is actually the... his demon part.
0: Did you know that if you can beat Virgil in the very first level as Nero, the game just ends?
1: That's that's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, That's there's very... a trophy for that as well. Like, if you can beat them there, it just goes yeah. into a credit sequence, and it's like, and then and then just like, uh, text appears, and you defeated the demon, and they all have lived happily ever after. <laughs> this was the story, but or something it, like that. I like just something.
1: But it's but like it's, it's basically impossible, though, right? On the oh, first I did playthrough.
0: it. No, on the first playthrough, it's impossible. You can do it on the right. second when you go. And you can on... plus. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. it. It was still very difficult, but I did it, yeah. and it was like okay. <laughs> I cool. guess uh, I got the secret ending. <laughs>
1: I guess I got I beat the game, I beat uh, the game. again. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, so so again, the story is absolute horseshit, but it's fun. Like, cause yeah. the cutscenes are, are fun. Like they they have these crazy over the top cutscenes with ridiculous slow mo, and they're really well choreographed and and they look great. So it's kind of it's very stupid, but. But in a fun way, and it kind of drives you forward for the main point of the game, which is Hugo. Of course, we're gonna talk
0: about like speaking of like Devil May Cry's mm-hmm. cutscenes, Devil May Cry Five specific. I got I got it for my birthday when I turned yeah 29? Uh, mm. Who cares? I got older. I got Yep. yeah. And <laughs> when I got it for my birthday, I got the deluxe edition of the game, and the deluxe edition mm-hmm. includes uh, the what was it called the behind the scene cutscenes. Have you seen this shit, Hugo? no if okay we're gonna watch it like uh, on stream after we finished recording the podcast we're gonna watch this shit together i'm gonna look it up on youtube but basically it's these cutscenes, behind the scenes how they did it and they're just like it's just like a bunch of japanese dudes running around with action figures (laughs) (laughs) and so like when they're doing like actions and and they're doing like uh sound effects with the mouth like whoosh to show like (laughs) what the idea is and then something like, Nero shows up. It's this, it's this one dude with bleached hair who just stands there. And, and then he says Nero's lines. And then the demons. It's just a dude going like this. <laughs> answering. And you can turn this on. So when you're playing the game, whenever there's a cutscene, it's these cutscenes that turn up instead of the actual cutscenes. And that's in the game.
1: Fuck, that sounds brilliant.
0: And it's so good. It's so freaking funny like, I turned it on, I just, like, I had to turn it off quickly, and I was like, I can't yeah. take this. Like, even though I yeah. had seen the cutscene, I was like, this is just too insane. Like, I can't yeah. watch them. But yeah, it's part of the deluxe version of the game, so it's probably in the special edition
1: It, well. it should be, yeah. I just didn't yeah. know. But I'll, I'll look into it, for sure.
0: So three characters. Um, we have Nero, yeah. Lee, Dante, and in the special edition, we have Virgil as well. Yes. Uh, I want you to, like, run us through, run us through all four characters, and mm-hmm. uh, The gameplay mechanics, and I'll just chime in, because I haven't played the special edition, of course. I can't speak to Virgil, but...
1: Yeah, I've only played, like, a few hours as Virgil, because you you have him unlocked from the beginning. But the way it works is that, basically, you just play the same levels, but Mm -hmm. in all the levels, you play as Virgil. So, for the first playthrough, it would be kind of weird to play as him the whole game. Like... So yeah, I, I probably will go back and do a playthrough with him, but uh, I I just kind of played for with him, played around with him for an hour or so to just see his basic okay. moves. Um, so uh, I think the, the the character that you that you play as the most is Nero. Mm. Uh, he's the, the character you start the game with, and he basically he has a, a sword and a, a stump. Well, he lost his arm. Well, a sword with a rift, so you can rivet it like a motorcycle. Yeah. Sort that of like, like you can rev as a motorcycle, and like, like it, it, it I love this like so you can rev it with R, with L two and on the on the Dual Sense controller, it does the, the Dual Sense thing that by when you it, it what what is it called haptic feedback? Like when yeah. you rev it, it, it has like a stronger, no. it, it gets harder to rev as you go. It's brilliant. Oh,
0: that feels so cool. So
1: cool. Yeah, oh, it's so fantastic. Cool.
0: Fuck! Now I'm jealous. I want to go back on what I said earlier. I want a PS five. <laughs>
1: yeah oh man it yeah it, it's the stuff that they do with haptic feedback in this game is so fun it, it it's really immersive it's really good and he has the sword that you can rev and then on the other hand he i think he in the previous game he his arm got cut off
0: no no, in the or previous is it, game no actually, he had a
1: demon arm he had a demon arm but yeah in this game there's like a cut scene where his arm yeah. gets chopped off by virgil or whatever yeah so he has like this mechanical arm and the mechanical arm can be a variety of different things. You basically with 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 the circle, you have a special attack with a mechanical arm. So you can either have like a punching arm that like shoots forward and just punches an enemy repeatedly for like a, a few seconds, or you can have uh, a hand that does like an electric shock, or you can have a hand that just bounces you around and makes enemies fly away. Uh, there's a hand that is just basically a one hit KO. Where you grab the enemy and he kills it and there's a variety of different hands in there but a lot of fans to play around and with if
0: you get hit while
1: using the arm the
0: arm explodes and then it just goes yes. to the next arm that you have equipped yeah you, you can't have, change like, your arms you have, you have to go through them like it's almost exactly. like a magazine clip and you have to go yeah.
1: through them which, which is kind of annoying for me it,
0: Yeah, I kind of wish you you could choose between them, because that would give way more variety. uh, Yeah,
1: I ended up not using the arms as much as I wanted to, because a lot of the time I had an arm that, oh, against this enemy, this arm isn't that useful. And I wanted to use the other one, but you can't switch them, so what you'd have to do is make it explode with L1, but if you make it explode, then you don't have it in your clip anymore, Mm. and so you have less... It's It's kind of a weird mechanic. They could have implemented a wake, because also... His character specifically doesn't use the D-pad at all. So you could have no. just right on the D-pad, you change the, the arm well, that you He use. does
0: use the D-pad when you beat the game. Because then you're well, like, his... Yeah, Don't but
1: care. you know what I mean. Yeah. They they could have found a solution. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I also kinda wish like you could change throughout like, yeah. the clip yeah. instead of being forced to have that. And you, of course, mm-hmm. you use the pasta mega as your arm. I maker. did
1: use the pasta maker
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I also you
1: can have a Mega Man arm. There, yeah. There's a whole bunch of bullshit in did this game. Did you
0: notice when you have the Mega Man arm, when you jump, he does the Mega Man jump? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Like it's so funny. This so game, cool. It,
0: it goes back to like this game doesn't take itself seriously
1: at yeah. all. Like this it's, is it's it's just having fun. It's like here's a fun story. game. Yeah, this game is a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah. And I mean that in the best way possible. It's just absolutely insane and just fun from the beginning to the and end. And this
0: is the kind of games we need to see more of. Like,
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, for I sure. want to
0: see more fun stuff like this. But that's Nero's gameplay. And for me personally, yeah. I enjoyed Nero the most out of those three. Mm. Uh, I like the arm and I like the different arms because i kind of liked like i agree it's an annoying mechanic how like you can't switch between them mm-hmm. that being said i also like experimenting with the arms I was yes. Like, okay i have this arm now um
1: let's see what i'm gonna I can do is with this it.
0: gonna be like a handicap for me right now or is it gonna like help me going through uh, forward and as this yeah that and like the revving of the sword like when you rev it and mm-hmm. you like if you do like the lock on back triangle rev thing where you just yeah. like turns into a fire tornado, and then shoot, shoot, use the arm, shoot yourself away. Like, you could do some awesome shit uh, Mm -hmm. going for that SSS rank. How many SSSs did you get? Did you get a lot of them?
1: Not that many. I'm not that good at the game. Like, I have to admit, I'm not very good at this game. Because that's
0: the whole point for me. It's like getting that sweet-sweet SSSs so I can can hear the chorus of the song.
1: (laughs) For me, for... For some reason, there's something about the gameplay for this game that I I can can't I can never wrap fully wrap my head around. Like it, I or I'm always thinking about what I'm doing, I, and I'm it's very hard for me to just play the game and not think about hmm. the next move. And so I kind of get a bit flustered and and don't it. because I'm not that good at video games. If you haven't uh, figured that out already, so I, I'm really only good at one type them. of game.
0: That's from software games known for being notoriously hard
1: <laughs> yeah to me those are the only games that i'm good at for some reason i don't know why uh, i guess they just click with me my... because i think i think the difference for me there is that the challenge in that game is beating the enemy and the challenge in this game is how well you beat the enemy exactly yeah yeah and i think that's where it, it for some reason for me it's easier to learn those games than these games that being said I had a shit ton of fun playing as Nero. Then you can play as, as V. Yeah. As V you basically have w- with square and triangle on the on a PlayStation controller you have these two different types of attacks. One is uh you control like a demon hook I guess. Yeah. Or eagle or something or a, like a big raven I I guess it is. Like a giant purple raven that shoots lightning. And with triangle, you have this panther that, um, that, again, demon panther that kind of morphs into blades to attack enemies. Yeah. And you you control your character and you move around wherever you want. But at the same time, you press square and triangle to create combos for the two demons to attack. And then when you, if you get your devil trigger, which is kind of like a meter that you get as you play the game, as you create yeah, when combos you go Super and stuff, Saiyan. you you could you do you flip how do you say that you snap you snap your fingers and your hair turns white and this giant golem shows up and starts shooting like purple rays or whatever yeah um it's it's initially initially it's a bit jarring because you've been playing as nero for quite a few hours when you first play as v um but then, once you figure out the character, it's actually a lot of fun to play as him because it, I think it's the easiest out of all of them. Because he, it, once you figure out how to use him, he's really overpowered, yes. and you just run around and you just murder everyone because you're and you barely. Uh,
0: Hugo, I'm gonna. You're cutting out. You're... Hugo,
1: you're cutting out. You... Far away from the actual enemies. You um, stop talking. So it cutting. becomes quite a lot of fun. Although I will say his gameplay, I think, is the most most because what? Sorry,
0: you were cut. You're cutting. A what leg. happened? You're cutting.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, I, I, I was saying that his gameplay is is the one where you're just kind of spamming buttons the yeah. most, right? Because it it you, it doesn't really matter that you're you don't have to focus too much on what you're doing and you kind of win. Um, yeah. But it is it is quite fun to play once you figure out how it works. Yeah, it's fun, uh, but, but uh, it's not the most engaging. Uh, he's not yeah, the most yeah. character. You're, you're basically like, uh... standing back and conducting what these yes. these two demons are doing. Which is why it's also
0: um, easier to get the triple S rank with him because you barely yeah. get hit because you're just standing yeah. in the back
1: and going, yeah, attack. Yeah, exactly. But then you unlock Dante. Oh God! And okay. Dante has four weapon options he can turn four into melee. a demon
0: four melee four weapon,
1: weapon four, options uh four ranged four ranged weapons he can turn into a demon in two different ways yes and he has four different fighting styles as well and okay. has four different fighting styles although i only ever used two of them which ones did you use i used a uh, sword master which is like yeah. the one that has like a, an extra different yeah. melee melee As attack. Which one with changes
0: the circle button. Exactly,
1: yeah. the circle button with Swordmaster was uh, another melee attack, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one that I'm going to use the most." And then there's the Trickster mode, which is the one that gives you a dodge button, which, which is, is what, what, what I wanted. wanted yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, yeah, those are the two that I definitely used uh, the most. Because yeah, because uh, here's the thing about this game again, I. I, I could never quite figure out what you're supposed to do with the guns. I don't get it. Because you don't really do it? a lot of damage. What
0: Want me to explain it?
1: Yes. You use
0: it to juggle. So mostly use it to give okay. them extra points. Like for example, if one is in there, you can shoot, juggle, and like uh, close some distance for example. And then use like mm-hmm. your back triangle to get up to them. Yeah. And you can also use like to keep them in the air just longer and ver- and make create some variety in your com uh, in your combos. So that's like one yeah. of the ways you can get your combo. Up. So it's mostly for that is mm-hmm. why you use like your ranged.
1: Uh, but combat. again, since my brain is more wired with trying to defeat the enemy, and not how I uh, exactly I go for the most efficient way, which is by using melee attacks. So a lot of the time I was using melee the most, and then sometimes mm-hmm. I was shooting, but it. Like, I could never get into into my head, oh, um, I should shoot because I, I need to keep the combo. It's just something that was hard for me to get through. But again, didn't really affect the way me, I felt about also the game at
0: all. Like for me, uh, I've played Devil May Cry 3. I've played Devil May Cry yeah. 4. I've played DMC yeah. Devil May Cry. And now mm-hmm. this. Uh, I haven't played. I, I played a bit of the first game. Never touched the second because I've heard that the second one is like trash. Apparently, like people hate mm-hmm. the second game so yeah. much so it's like it's like it's been decanonized from the story. Like they don't reference the second wow. game at all. <laughs> it's to that degree nobody likes the second game, not even Capcom. So because uh, apparently the second game is so easy, you can just stand by and use your guns to kill everything. Like you don't even have to go in oh, okay. and fight with your sword. Apparently, it's super easy. Right. Point B, mm-hmm. um. So I knew I kind of knew how to get into this game. I knew mm-hmm. what the game wanted from me. So I guess that also that's why I had an easier time like figuring out like okay, I need to do dope combos to see like the yeah. rankings go up. And that's why I know how to use the swords for me dancing. That's it broke my brain, man. Cuz again, four different melee weapons, four different fighting styles, four different guns, two demon forms, mm-hmm. <laughs> a normal demon form and a super demon form. <laughs> which is so much already and you can mix and match these how you want even like uh, you're not forced to yeah. use one or the other but once you like really get good with dante that's when the game really opens up like i prefer nero just because he's simpler to play as yeah dante is definitely more fun to play as dante was my favorite because especially like let me give you an example like one of his cool moves uh, one of the cool ways, like you can play with him. You can go in Swordmaster. You you have mm-hmm. his sword rebellion. You use circle to do like the. See, I haven't played this game in years, and I know exactly like yeah, the yeah, combos. Yeah. And then you can do like the sword flip, where he like flips yeah. the sword, uh, do, does like a spin attack. Use it, yeah. keep him in the air. Then while you keep you know that you're gonna notice that some of the others are gonna creep in closer to you. Switch to the shotgun. Switch to gunslinger. Press circle. He'll do the nunchuck shotgun thing, where he just like shoots everyone away. You create distance. Zoom in in one, get close, change with Trickster, get close, change to Royal, Royal Guard, use Royal Guard to mm-hmm. deflect, and then when you deflect with Royal Guard, you actually build up charge, and then you yeah. can use that charge to hit them right back. You can basically one-shot bosses with this if you're good enough, We just mm-hmm. like, block, 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 and hit them. If you can master what I just said, changing yeah. the weapons constantly, changing, uh, changing the weapons constantly changing the styles constantly, you're gonna have an amazing time with But it requires you to just like rewire your brain almost. Mm-hmm. This is why I said this is the best like character action game with some of the best like combat you've seen. Because this game it does the thing that I wish more games would do. And just say say, fuck it. Like you can play this game on easy and you can become better. Or you could turn up the difficulty and we're gonna just give you everything. I just go mm-hmm. nuts with it. See what you can create. Because if you see what's like how people play online, like just yeah. Google like
1: it's Don't crazy only cry
0: five combos. People are insane with this game. Like
1: I yeah, can't I did it. I game. did it afterwards because yeah. during the game it would have made me feel bad about how, yeah, yeah, how yeah, yeah. I was playing. <laughs> yeah, but like to me, I I mainly stuck to two weapons with Dante. Mm-hmm. I basically only used uh the, the sword, yeah. uh, and the motorcycle. Like he he gets a he gets a motorcycle and he splits it in half and he uses it to to, to as as weapons. And then you can and put it man- back
0: together as a motorcycle drive and then split yes. it in half again and use exactly. like two
1: hammers almost. Like it's, it's so, incredible. It's it's, so it's crazy. It's so. I funny. mainly stuck to that and the the sword. I mainly stuck to swordmaster and trick trickster. Yeah. I mainly used the the other demon form, the one that is super op. Yeah. Because for me. The, the the way i find find found the game fun since the challenge isn't just defeating the enemies is mm. how you defeat them i like just getting the sss like seeing the counter go up and getting yeah. the combos and doesn't yeah that doesn't necessarily appeal to me that's mm. not why that's not what i like in video games i like the challenge of getting through the enemies way more than than like doing it in the most stylish way possible and stuff so the challenge for me was how can i defeat these enemies as quickly as possible with dante Mm -hmm. and so i used all the op moves all the time and i had a shit ton of fun doing that because that that's the way i i created my own fun and i think what's amazing about this game is that it's so deep that you can play it at so many different levels and create your own fun you don't exactly. have to like you don't have to master Dante for Dante to be fun because you can oh it maybe it's too overwhel- overwhelming for you okay I'm just going to stick to one of the weapons and become really good at that weapon and just have fun that way and that's why I think he's the best character in the game and I almost wish that you could play the whole game as him uh, even as a separate mode because then I would be able to have enough time with him to master all the other weapons and have and create even more you know entertainment and fun. Okay, we've talked about the characters. Um, I guess I could talk about Virgil very quickly, but Virgil basically he has a katana, and he's the most technical. He only has that one weapon, but at least the beginning. But he's at least from the beginning, he felt like the most technical character in the game. Like he feels even more complex than Dante. He also has the demon forms and stuff. Yes.
0: So they actually added Virgil to... As a, in the special edition of Devil May Cry 3, Virgil was added. Yeah. I didn't play and the four. special edition. I played the De normal Devil May Cry 3. Yeah. And DMC, Devil May Cry... No, sorry. The special yeah. edition of Devil May Cry 4, Devil May they May added Virgil. Yes. I played the De normal Devil May Cry 4. And <laughs> <laughs> DMC, Devil May Cry, they added him as DLC. I did not yeah. play the DLC. So I've never actually got around, because I always played like, the original version of the Devil and i never played by the special mm-hmm. edition. So I've missed Virgil every single time, so whatever you say, I'm going to believe you. You can tell me yeah, he's shit, and I'll be like, yeah, he is, you no, can say he's tactical, no, yes, it
1: feels is. It feels like he's the character that you can master and do some really crazy moves. Like, there's, a, there's one of the Devil triggers, is that you summon V. Because it's part of you, oh, yeah. and yeah. V summons the monsters, and then you're fighting, and at the same time, there's V with the monsters fighting with Dude. you. It's, it's no way. fucking amazing. That's yeah, amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm definitely a... gonna
0: play it eventually. Should I get the game for the uh, PC? Like I have it on PS4,
1: but you know how how expensive is it the special edition? How can you, how cheap can you get it? Because I, I feel thing. like
0: the special edition did not release on PC, so I can't play, I can't play um, with ray tracing. What I can do is uh, get the virtual thing, uh, mm. and can of you... course I, I have the un- yeah, it's DLC on PC. Oh, it is DLC. Oh, okay, and you can get uh, yeah, and unlock frame rates and all that. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna be playing on my basically the same as the special 144 edition yeah. hertz. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it could be worth it. Like I I feel because you you play the whole game as him, so you get a lot of time with him to learn all his moves. So it, it I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um one final thing. So overall again, it it's not necessarily my specific style of game that I that that's like my favorite kind of game, but I I really had a lot of fun of it. I thought it was amazing. Um one last thing I want to say about it, which is where I I get
0: Hugo froze. He just froze. One last thing, and he froze. Oh my god! Did his internet just go out? Huh. Rest in peace, Hugo. You know what? I'm gonna give him. Uh, okay, I'm gonna talk a bit about Delacroix. Like other than that, for me, Devil McCry what Devil May Cry does, that's I can't do it while he's frozen in front of me. I can't I'm not professional enough to do this. Oh sorry, sorry. Are you back? I should be. Yes. Okay. okay. sorry. I almost ended the show just so you know, because I was like, maybe he's Fair not enough. coming back.
1: Fair enough. No, I am back. <laughs> uh I guess we'll just we'll just figure out what to do with that. Uh the beauty of the Italian internet, um, So the game is divided into sections where you fight a lot of enemies at the same time, and then you have the boss fights. Yes. And for me, the regular encounters were a shit ton of fun, were encounters that I loved. When you had so many enemies against you and you had to figure out what the best way to defeat them was, I I thought that was amazing. The combat was perfect for that. The boss fights, I actually felt a lot of the time that the, that I didn't understand what the game wanted from me during the boss fights because it felt like what you needed, to, what it, what the game wants from you during regular encounters and during boss fights was quite often completely different. Because there's there's like for example there's this one boss fight where you play as Nero mm. and there's this flying enemy and he he or she whatever it's a demon flying thing. Oh, it's the and, one
0: where you have to grab the crystals, right? Is that the one you figured out? Yes, you have to yeah. grab
1: the crystals, but. That's you a can... great boss fight. I, I didn't enjoy it. because <laughs> For me, I felt like all of my time was spent trying to get near them, and mm-hmm. then I, I hit it a few times, and then it just flew away. So
0: th- That's the... why you're supposed to use the gun, for example, to like, keep
1: the momentum going. No, I get it, but it, he, she was on the other side of the map. So even yeah. if I I was doing that, I was shooting her. So, th- like, my combo was still going on because I was shooting, mm. but she was on the other side of the map. So it took me so long to... And then when I got nearer, she just moved again. And I, I felt like the mechanics didn't always match the boss fights as well as they matched the regular encounters. And... Again, yeah, I, I think a lot of the time during the boss fights, I I couldn't quite figure out what the game wanted from me, and I and I got through them, but they were never my favorite part of the game. Like I kind of felt, I kind of felt frustrated a lot of the time during the boss fights because I I just didn't understand what the game wanted from me, and I felt like it was asking me to do stuff completely differently from what I had been doing the whole rest of the game. Um, although I will say aesthetically. And just in terms of how, you know, like, uh, the the music, how amazing the music is and how, like, gigantic the bosses are and how the introduction cutscenes are so cool. Like, that stuff? Brilliant. A lot of fun. uh, You know, great, great, like, visual style and stuff. Really over the top, but a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, I think the boss fights, for me, weren't my favorite part of the game. Which is surprising because boss fights are quite often my favorite part of yeah, games. Yeah, like
0: especially since you're a From Software fan, where it's funny because, like, it's almost the opposite of a From Software game, right? Like, you kept comparing them to, like, Sekiro and Dark Souls, where it's, and those it's games, exactly like, the
1: opposite. Like, me. the
0: normal enemies, you don't really like half the time, you just run away from them. Because yeah. you're like, I want to get to the boss fight. Where here, you're like, no, I don't want the
1: boss fight, I want the small enemies. Those are the ones yes. that are
0: fun to fight against.
1: I enjoyed fighting the hordes of enemies yeah. a lot more.
0: And you're not interested, like, uh, yeah, it's not about how you defeat, like, defeating the enemy. is about how, like, in Bloodborne, Sea Hero, mm-hmm. Dark Souls, you have to defeat, it doesn't matter how, you just have to do it, where it's like, no, no, think yep. about how you do it, you have to look super stylish, super cool, get them
1: SSS yep. ranks,
0: super sexy style, is that what it's called when you get the triple S?
1: Yeah, yeah super, super sexy, sexy style. <laughs>
0: Amazing. <laughs> Here you go. I think we've uh, we've we almost hit two hours today. We've been through a lot. Oh yeah, we've been through a lot. We talked, we talked <laughs> PlayStation. We talked, we talked uh, um, E3. we Kojima, talked, uh, Kojima, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and the little Cry Five. Uh, oh, and I talked Disco Elysium uh, with the Rivershell City Report. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I gonna yeah. talk
0: more Disco Elysium in the future. Like when I beat the game, um, I want to talk in depth about it because I have so much to say about this game uh, <laughs> and uh, especially like if you Sounds get good. around to playing it we gotta figure it out if you get around to playing it we should do an episode where we can both talk about it because I know you have stuff to say as well. I'm sure you're for gonna sure. have so much to say about it in the meantime thank you everyone for um, for listening to this episode of I'm so tired I'm feeling super tired right now after recording for two hours with Hugo <laughs> Hugo are you
1: tired? hell yes I am you're so tired very tired well. yeah. i'm so tired
0: well if you like listening to this podcast you can find us on anchor FM slash i'm so tired right slash i'm so tired i'm so tired yes yes uh which is where you can find us on like, your favorite podcast platform but you can find us like on spotify you can find us on apple uh, podcast so wherever you listen to podcasts look we'll probably be there as far as i know <laughs> Also, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, just search for I'm So Tired, I Divide, because again, we don't have a channel link. So just search. <laughs> you should be able to find it.
1: Uh, this is a professional podcast, by the way. Was, so yeah, 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 we're just having fun. <laughs> just having
0: fun. Also, if you, listen, if you want to listen to the show being recorded live, uh, we usually record, like we always have like, a usual date it's either friday or saturday in the evening mm-hmm. danish uh, yep. european time so it's like yep. uh, around eight nine mostly nine uh, central european time so 9 yes. p.m central european time friday or saturday uh, you can follow me on twitter at ideva and you can follow hugo at hugo underscore pinai yes and we will post whenever we go live so you can just follow us there also, it's yeah. where we post our hot takes. So if you enjoy those and you hear me <laughs> say things like that, yeah, you can go there. Thank you so sure. much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, get some sleep because I'm so tired, man.
1: See ya. Yeah, say together. I'm so tired. I'm so tired.